in preparing for this solemnity celebration, I read uh, this the other day. It was from a Chicago Catholic article. When we strip away the centuries of accretions that have attached themselves to the church's Eucharistic practice, vestments and professions, processions, monstrous incense, bells, hymns, Eucharistic adoration, 40 hours of devotion, first communions. At the core of the church's celebration of the Eucharist is a meal. And I think we all know we are what we eat. But this is no ordinary meal which we share together. The Eucharistic meal is one that brings us unity, celebrates community, and is a powerful reminder of the mystery and the depth of Christ's love for us. Unity, community, mystery, and thanksgiving. Gratitude for all the blessings that God has bestowed on us through the Eucharist. That's what we're asked to prayerfully reflect on today. A meal is a powerful symbol of God's saving presence because Jesus and his disciples lived at a time when food shortages and even famines were all too common when Jesus called this earth home. That Jesus gave his own body and blood to sustain his disciples with God's powerful and effective symbol, it's his love for us. His meal is what he shows us. And today in America, most of us are not that anxious that we have enough food. We have more than enough to sustain our life. So why do we need to come to the table of the Lord to be fed? Because unlike other foods, the Eucharist is not meant to sustain us in this present age. Rather, the Eucharist offers us the assurance of eternal life. As one spiritual teacher put it, when we eat material food, it becomes us. When we eat spiritual food, we become it. And shouldn't all of us want to become more and more like Jesus. While we become God's children through our baptism, our, our participation in the Lord's Supper sustains us for the spiritual life within us. Without the Eucharist, we might be fine physically, but we might grow weak spiritually. And Jesus promises us in the gospel today, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. But our consuming of Christ's body and blood in the Eucharist, he dwells within us, and we in turn share in his divine life. In this way, the Eucharist is truly holy communion communion with Christ and with one another, which is exactly what St. Paul is writing about in the second reading for us today. We are, though many, one body. 
Jesus made his communal and unifying request at the Last Supper just before his suffering and his death. In the same words, we'll pray in just a few minutes. More, the same words we'll pray, do this in memory of me. More than any other action we can do, obedience to this request makes visible for us the presence of Christ in the world. It is a saving presence, a loving presence, a real presence. Not only does the Eucharist unite us in Christ, it also unites us with one another. The Eucharist makes us the church. If the Holy Spirit is the soul of the church, then the Eucharist is the beating heart, pumping Christ's blood through the members, his body, all of us, the church. The Eucharist is what fills us with grace and enlarges our hearts to serve more perfectly. While I don't use quotes uh, very often in my homilies, please consider these words from Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. If we truly understand the Eucharist, if we feed our lives with the Eucharist, we will not find it difficult to discover Christ, to love him and to serve the poor. That spirit is embedded in our first reading today. And I don't want to ignore that reading at all. It's meant to remind us of the humility and gratitude that we should have for our relationship with God. Remembering God's abundant blessing bestowed upon us. The Israelites were reminded that God's provisions extended far beyond their material needs. They were not just given manna from heaven, but his word to guide them and sustain them on their journey. The same message is still relevant for us today. It's all too easy for us to become prideful and forgetful of God's blessings with the comfort and the things that we enjoy, especially when things are going well. We might take our possessions and our accomplishments for granted and feel as though we've achieved our success based on our own merit. However, that passage from Deuteronomy reminds us that all good things come from God. Our talents, our material goods, even the opportunities we're presented with. Rather than becoming complacent or boastful, we're reminded to stay humble and recognize our dependence on God. We can't rely solely on our own efforts. We need to be nourished from on high. We should approach our lives with that sense of gratitude, knowing that we have been given so much and recognize that our God through the Eucharist sustains our life through his grace. The Eucharistic banquet we're about to celebrate today is a sacrament of thanksgiving, of spiritual unity and community. Through the Eucharist, we are intimately connected with Christ and with one another in a way that is both physical 
and spiritual. The Eucharist creates a bond between believers that's based on our shared faith and our shared participation in the sacrament and the sacrifice of Christ. In a world where we feel so disconnected and isolated from each other at times, the Eucharist can be a powerful reminder of the importance of community and our connection with one another and our connection with Christ. This sense of unity is especially important anytime we face crisis. Sometimes we all experience at some time crisis in our lives. And through the Eucharist, we are sustained by Christ's love and empowered by his love and our love for one another. It reminds us of the importance of community and our role that each of us plays, each of us in supporting and encouraging one another on our own spiritual journey. Today's celebration serves to remind us that we need to be careful about our participation in the Lord's Supper, careful that it does not become a matter of rote routine. As we approach the Eucharist today with reverence and awe and receive Christ, we should do so with gratitude, recognizing the profound gift that we are receiving. Let us always be thankful and grateful for God's presence with and among us.